to Gallcast, the very first, as far as I know, only podcast for Gauls Polytheists. I am so excited, so happy to finally get this done. Oh, only, only a handful of you know just how frustrating and how long it's taken me to finally get this going, to try to get this done. I've lost counts, I have lost count of the attempts, the all the recording issues, tech issues, plans falling through, just has gone wrong. And I think I finally get it. I finally got it figured out. <sighs> Here we are. Welcome again. I decided to start this podcast because while there are a lot of podcasts for the pagan and polytheist communities, there really was nothing for Gaulish. And I'll get into what Gaulish polytheism is in a little bit, and I will address it a lot as Gaulpol to make it a lot easier for me so I'm not stumbling over my words as much. Ooh. I hope you're all having a good day, good weekend. I am recording this. Um, Sunday, the the eleventh, um, and the date is somewhat important as well as we will get into as we go on with the show. This show is going to definitely have guests later on, so it's not just you guys listening to me ramble and rant. No one wants to hear that. My fiance has heard me rant and ramble about. Hours and hours and hours of pro wrestling trivia. She doesn't need that. That poor thing. She has the patience of a saint. I'm not going to do that to you guys. So I will try to have guests on in the future. To keep me on track. Keep things entertaining. Keep things educational. And and while this is meant for Gaulish polytheists. It's, it, it's for anyone. It's for anyone. Anyone who's curious about it. Anyone who just wants to learn. Because we are going to cover Gaulish history. We are going to call, cover modern Gaulish practices. We're going to cover uh, tribal traditions. Just everything. Everything associated to the continental Celtic beliefs. Now, I'm going to try to keep it 
PG as much as I can. I am a, a Marine Corps veteran, so uh, I am very fluent in vulgarity. Um, English is more or less a second language in that aspect. But I am going to do my best to keep it as clean as possible. So if you hear little pauses here and there, it's me trying not to drop an F-bomb or two. So the schedule for this episode, which is probably not going to be as long as I would like it to be, but just to, to like I said, hopefully the shows in the future will be longer. I'm going to try to aim for an hour, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to keep this very fluid. I have a structure in my head of how I want this to go, but it's going to evolve over time, be very organic. I'm not going to be too rigid because that's just, I, I feel that's going to kind of pigeonhole me creatively. And um, I, I just think that, you know, what I'm doing now may be all right for now, but it, changes will probably be uh, need to be made in the future, uh, especially as I as I get feedback from uh, people who listen, and hopefully it is an entertaining educational show for your, for everyone. So um, I guess the next big thing is to introduce who I am. My name is Arokados Terran Iknos. I will be your Helvetian host for this show. It'll just be me for now. Aside from the guests, um, maybe. Maybe uh, in the future I'll have a co-host to do this with me, but for now it's just little old me. I am a uh, I'm a Gaulish druid. Uh, not a whole lot of us, but uh, I consider myself a druid because uh, most of my work involves reconstructing and uh, rebuilding and try to re- and trying to revitalize the practices the uh, traditions of the uh, Helveti tribe of Gaul. And I'm, oh, I'm, there's definitely going to be a Helveti episode in the future. Not right now. Not right now. Soon. Very, very soon. But not only that, uh, I have a WordPress where I write blogs on uh, my reconstruction, my take on not only the Helveti tribe, but just the other ancient Celtic people. And not just Celtic, but the Germanic and the Raetian people mm-hmm. of Switzerland. That's been something I, I was called to pretty early on. And I, I've, been a, I've been a Gaulish polytheist for well over a year now. From that, uh, a big thing I do is I like to craft. I like to wood, specifically wood carving is something that I, I seem to have a knack for and a, a, a passion for. I try to work with a little bit of metal. I, I, I've made a couple rings, some necklaces. That's a little harder to get a hold of for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 someday I would love to have a forge where I can learn some blacksmithing. But you know what? All, all good things in time. Uh, but if anyone would like to go on my Instagram, my Facebook, I, I post a lot of the stuff I make there. Uh, not only the physical items that I make, like my uh, my idols and uh, jewelry, uh, but I have uh, uh, pieces of artwork that I have on there as well that I've made uh, via uh, PixArt, which is um, a photo uh, editing app, uh, and a few things I've hand-drawn, and that's something I'm getting back into as well. Probably my my biggest passion, some, th- something that I will put other projects on hold for, is things for the Gaulish community. Well, not just the Gaulish community, but just the pagan and polytheist community in general, which is why I took it upon myself to get this podcast going. No one else was doing it, and, and not, to, not to shame anyone or, or cast shade on anyone, but... It just, you know, life happens. People have, they have lives. I, I have five kids and I have a fiance. I, I, I have to like do this when everyone's gone to bed, when there's finally a moment of peace to do this, which is also why I'll be doing these once a month or so. 
there's just there's there's no way I can do this on a on a more frequent base basis, and I and like I don't even know when each month I'll be able to do it, but it will be once a month when I'm able to to find the time to do. It. The, uh, the the pagan and polytheist community has been very special and something that I uh, I I definitely feel needs support and and help and uh, allies, and I'm not I don't just mean you know, Gaulish or, or, or Gaelic or Hellenists, uh, uh, Roman polytheists, uh, heathens, I, just everyone. And I, I just feel that I've heard so many different stories of different people through Facebook and Discord of the rough time and how a lot of people are very secretive about their, uh, about their, uh, who they are, their, their religious identity. And you know what? I'm right there with them. I've, I'm very open to public about my my beliefs, um, but uh, except to my own family, I uh, I keep that a secret. I, you know, it, it, it's not even so much that I'm afraid to come out to them, but it's just it's not their business, and it's this is more my path, not theirs. That's the f- and while there are great podcasts like uh, Celtic Myth Pod Show, um, Myth Legends and Lore Podcast. Uh, Celtic, Celtic Myths and Legends podcast, and all these other great, great uh, podcast Druidcast, that's another good one. Uh, Down at the Crossroads, that's a great one. There wasn't, really wasn't anything Gaulish specific, and, and I felt that that's something that this community really needed and would probably really benefit from it. Because we are a slowly growing com- uh, community, kind of a, a minority within the, uh, the Celtic uh, umbrella. And I suppose I should get into more of the specifics for for those that are are, are not Gaulpol and, and are interested. Well as I, I kept throwing out there the word Celtic. Now the Gauls were a Celtic people. Peoples, there were several tribes inhabiting what is now France, Belgium, and Switzerland. Now not just not just there, but the Celtic tribes are all over the European continent. As far west as uh, Spain and Portugal, which they were known as the Celtiberians, as far uh, east as uh, Romania, as far south as Turkey, they they were everywhere. They were all over the place. Very migratory people. That was up until the the Gallic Wars, when um, uh, Rome would eventually conquer the Gauls. Now, between all of these dozens and dozens and dozens uh, of, of tribes, we have well over three hundred gods and goddesses. A question that I've often gotten was. Uh, is there a Gaulish pantheon? It's kind of a yes and no. Each tribe had their own tribal pantheon. There was not one set pantheon of gods. So ancient Gaul had all of these gods and goddesses that were worshipped throughout all of these different tribes. And there are definitely things that uh, set uh, Gaulish polytheists from Gaelic polytheists and Britonic and, and these other different, sp- more specific uh, Celtic polytheist communities. Number one is the Ligny calendar. And that's uh, something that I'm definitely going to have to have a guess for because that is something that is goes very much over my head. But it is a calendar that is purely 100% a Gaulish thing, a, a, a Gaulish tool that to keep track of the year. Again, I have to have a guest come on to really break it down. But just from my understanding, it is a lunar-centric calendar. And I thought it was a spider on me.
so um, modern Gaulish polytheists uh, have attributed a festival holiday to uh, each of the lunar cycles each month. And so we have essentially 12, I think roughly 12 holidays to, uh, to uh, celebrate and work with. Within Galpol, we also have folks that are working on uh, a, the, the language, um, which is something, again, I struggle with. I, I will throw some words out there. I will try to pronounce them as best as I can, but, you know, I can only do so much there. Now, in ancient context, we, we know that there was a, obviously there was a Gaulish language. We don't know exactly how many different dialects there were. I'm sure there were, but based on how spread out these tribes were, like there's going to be differences, different dialects, probably different full-on languages. So, and I know a lot of good folks now that are taking what we have and what we know, and re rebuilding one Gaulish language. And what what I can say for now is that they, well, what connects all these different Celtic peoples is mainly a, a language root. Um, art, weaponry, uh, there are definitely some similarities, but these, these, these different tribes between Ireland, Scotland, Wales, France, Switzerland, Belgium, like there, there are still vast differences. So, uh, back to holidays real quick. I, I'm going to try to create these podcasts around the different holidays each month. For this month, we have a uh, very somber, very solemn, very serious holiday known as Katu or Kathu Alessia. This is the Battle of Alessia. Now, on the Gregorian calendar, it's uh, October 3rd. I was trying to get this out on that day. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, I, the technical issues prevented me from, from being able to get this out at that time. There was a very lovely Gallic conference that day. Uh, on uh, It was a big Zoom uh, presentation. W wonderful, wonderful stuff. It was the second annual one. The, the one last year was just awesome too. Um, to have this one on uh, October 3rd was um, very cool, very special. And hence why I wanted to do this podcast around the same time, or at least within the month of October. For those who don't know, Aless the Battle of Alessia, the Siege of Alessia, as it probably should be you know, more known as, because there really wasn't much of a battle, was the uh, the last confrontation between the Gaulish tribes, led by Vercingetorix, and I'm sure there's other ways to pronounce that, and uh, Julius Caesar and, and the Roman army. The Gaulish people were never a united people. Uh, you'll see a lot of tribal alliances. Typically, uh, four tribes will come together to form uh, kind of a confederation, like the Helvetii, <laughs> to get back on the Helvetii train. Uh, the other tribes did it as well, and that's not just a Gaulish or Celtic thing. That's something that we kind of see across different cultures. Uh, I've heard about it in uh, Native American tribes. I've heard about it uh, with African tribes. It, it, it's interesting how it's always, it, typically the number you see is four. By the Battle of Alessia, Vercingetorix was able to uh, unite quite a few tribes and just was a, just too little too late, unfortunately. When the Gaulish people gathered Alessia to try to try to get some, you know, try to get their numbers together, uh, the Romans cut off various reinforcements and uh, built a wall. I think two walls around the city, and they, they starved out the people until uh, Vercingetorix surrendered and, and gave himself up as a hostage to uh, try to secure 
the um, safety of his people. Uh, unfortunately, that is not what happened. Uh, he was taken into slavery, and uh, people within Alessia were uh, massacred. We don't know exactly what holiday was during this month. Katu Alessia is very much a reconstructed holiday, and it's very apropos because it's it's meant to honor this this horrible, horrible moment that ended Gaulish resistance to uh, the incoming Roman armies. And like I said, I wanted to get this podcast going around this time as, first off, as a statement. While Caesar was trying to defeat Gaul once and for all and eventually destroy their culture, slowly assimilate the people, subjugate them for generations, and there were, there were various Gaulish resistances that, uh, that rose up in revolts, but historically that is when Gaulish independence ended was with Elysia. But I feel that 2,000 plus years later, the fact that I'm here doing a podcast for the Gaulish polytheist community of today, it shows that Caesar did ultimately fail. That his attempt, everything he tried to do, and while he may have succeeded at the time, was ultimately... A failure through Facebook and Discord and the various online groups. Gaulish polytheism is slowly thriving. It, it is growing and and rebuilding, reconstructing. Now it may not be exactly the same as it was then, but the fact that there are people trying and bringing it back in a modern sense, and it it's it's very heartwarming to see. And now that I have this podcast going. We have a voice again. And I think that is very monumental. And I'm not trying to to have any kind of delusions of grandeur. This is just a podcast after all. But I hope to be the first of many. Not just for Gaulish, but for other polytheist communities and pagan communities. Just to not be so scared to have their voices be heard because I think that's what everyone needs, especially nowadays. So in honor of Katu Alessia, which is definitely a time to honor the ancestors, the warriors that were, that were killed and the civilians that were slaughtered. This podcast, this first podcast is definitely, uh, my offering to them. And, um, I'd like to, definitely have a moment of silence for those that fell that day. Now on a more of a lighter note, Something I definitely want to do with this podcast and is uh, to have running um, series and segments. Uh, for this this uh, this first episode here is going to be covering Gaulish virtues. Now, because uh, we don't have any kind of uh, dogma or you know commandments per se, we do have these the virtues which are based on the ancient Celts to 
help teach us and guide us as individuals and as people and how we treat one another and how we should conduct ourselves. So the first virtue, and this is something that is very resonant to me personally, is the the virtue of gala. Now gala is bravery and courage. In the ancient times, uh, as the uh, scholar Kim Bacone has uh, stated that uh, gala also means uh, rage, uh, ferocity in battle, um, which is very synonymous with Norse berserkers. Now, I I don't know if they were as uh, uh, ferocious to where they can't even differentiate between between friend and foe, but it's uh, it was a key component to the uh, to the war band, which was um, paramount to uh, Gaulish tribes. You would have these uh, these group of young men who would uh, go out and achieve. Uh, fame, renown, glory, and honor, and wealth, and gold uh, by going out and just uh, battling other tribes. Now, we obviously can't have war bands nowadays. Um, people kind of get arrested for things like that. But the the virtue still is very much a cornerstone of the, the Gaulish polytheism. Now, while a warrior in the war band would have been endowed with Gala to help him on the battlefield, Ptolemy, uh, who was a general of Alexander the Great, has a quote saying that the Gauls feared nothing except for the sky falling down on them. While there are no more war bands, as I've stated, the, the concept of bravery in the face of danger, obstacle, trials, is still very much true. To have the the courage, the bravery, the, the to stand up to something that you may not be able to defeat, but you have to because it's the right thing to do. That's still very much what we do. That doesn't have to be big things like going to a Black Lives Matter protest and, and facing down the police, which is definitely an act of bravery, but just standing up for the right reasons standing up to maybe a boss or a friend or a family member in the face of consequences, whatever they are, but knowing that you have to do it because it's the right thing to do, that's that's definitely gala in a modern sense. As I said before, I, I'm a, I'm a U- United States Marine veteran, and something that was instilled into us when we were training was honor, courage, and commitment. And it's it's not something that's easy. It, it's, it may sound easy to some, but for a lot of people, it's it's not. And sometimes it's easy for me to face someone I don't particularly want to face and and have the courage to do, say the right thing. Whether or not, I, I don't know how it's going to end up, but it's it needs to happen, whatever the, the case may be. And that's having gala, and it's not, it's, it's definitely not not easy to do. And it's something that I practice with even till you know even today. And I, I, I got in the Marine Corps back in two thousand eight. It's not it's not a virtue that you have to be in the military for. You have to be a physical fighter for. It's it's just it's a mentality, just a a mindset to to face an enemy and. and 
to face him with absolute courage, with completely setting fear aside to do what was right. And that's why I, I feel that Gala is definitely a, a paramount virtue because it does assist other virtues such as uh, integrity, hospitality, and some in, in, in a way of looking at it, and, and, he, and even in some cases, piety. Gala is a very important virtue. Not only for the ancients, but for modern Gaulish polytheists. And uh, while I I am not the best podcaster, I am not the best public speaker, nor am I the best at teaching or explaining what I'm what I, I'm trying to get across. I'm I'm still here trying. I, I'm I'm essentially doing something that uh, I would be normally scared or nervous to do, which is. Uh, essentially talk to however many are willing to listen to this. And to me, that is, that is golly. Because I, I don't know how this is going to be received. I don't know if it's going to benefit the community, but because no one's done it, no one's trying to do it, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? And I will get better at this over time, but all it takes is... Just a little bit of gala. Well, like I said, I I, I don't think the show is uh, as long as I would like it to be as I'm staring at the uh, recording clock going and who knows how much I'm going to have to edit out <laughs> for me pausing and trying to gather my thoughts and my words. At times I kind of stumbled and went on a rant that probably, probably shouldn't be in the podcast. This is definitely going to be a shorter show, but you know what? This is meant to kind of be a, an intro into kind of everything. And, and an intro shouldn't be too, too long. And as I bring in guests, the show will definitely lengthen out and um, probably be a lot more, you know, listenable than uh, than this one. But if, if you do like it, please, please uh, leave a good review. Um, definitely leave a comment on how I can do this better because, oh, I know... I know there's lots I can improve on. Um, like I said, this show is definitely going to be very fluid and organic and will definitely change over time. And that's fine. And and I'm definitely looking forward to that. I definitely want to see it get into the groove it's meant to be in. Until then, uh, the music you heard in the beginning and going to hear here in a second is by Aguila Genos. He's got a, a an album on Bandcamp. I highly recommend everyone go to check it out buy it. He, he does great stuff. He, he is eventually going to uh, make some uh, personal theme music for this show. Um, for now, I'm using his song um, Ulida, uh, also known as uh, Celebration, as kind of the uh, temporary theme here. Um, again, that is uh, Welogenos uh, at com. Anyway, definitely go and support that guy. He, he does a lot of good stuff. Uh, for any other information on Gaulish Polytheism that you want to look up, go to gaulishpolytheism.com. It's a, kind of a hub site for everything Gaulish from the various blogs, including mine. Um, until next time, thank you for listening. I promise this will get better over time. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.